Falcons fans, this is Coach Jay again, Steve Johnson, uh, with another exciting episode of Coaching Falcons. In my last episode, I talked to head football coach Brett Cooper, and this time I'm going to go to another fall coach, and I want to introduce you to the head tennis coach at Perry Meridian High School, and that is Mr. Daniel Schock. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Hey, great, Steve. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, he, just, he just got off the tennis courts, and he hustled to get in to do this interview. And I appreciate him coming in. And so just want to talk about tennis, yeah. talk about your team, talk about individuals or coaches. Just want to have a little conversation um, on what's going on this year with, with your tennis team. Absolutely. Now, um, Tell us a little something about your coaching experience. So I started coaching here at Perry, I think it was 2008 maybe, was my first season as an assistant coach with Rick Fair. And uh, my assistant coach, uh, Nate Orm, the social studies teacher here, uh, he's been uh, working with me that entire time and we've been working in one way or the other as uh, assistant coaches and and finally as head coach um, for the girls, I think 2013 is when I became head coach for the girls, and uh, this is my third full year as head coach uh, for the boys. Uh, Coached for a few years down at uh, Center Grove uh, with my old high school coach between 2014 and 2017, Uh, and then opportunity came up to uh, get the head coaching job here and jumped on that, and now I've got got both programs. Great. It's been great so far. Great, great. That's awesome. That's awesome. How do you like it so far, doing both boys and girls? What's what do you see the difference in uh, between coaching boys and girls uh, in, in, in tennis? Uh, it's very different. Uh, probably the biggest difference just comes in uh, the, the time of the year. The boys get to come right off the summer and into the season, get the start of the school year and football and homecoming and, and all that stuff. There's a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's good. The girls, you know, it's a different kind of energy with the spring, especially the seniors closing out their high school careers. Um, but uh, there's just such different dynamics with, with both of those groups. Yeah. And I get to have, you know, different connections with them and um, it just different. I have to kind of adjust my coaching style too. You kind of get on the boys a little bit more and I'm a little bit louder <laughs> in the fall. Yeah. Uh, probably than, than I am with uh, with the girls team. Uh, although we've got a, a girls team now that's very competitive and that wants to be driven, and uh, so we can you know finally you know kind of push the girls a little bit uh, this last spring and, and this year. So two really good groups and uh, just great competitive kids to work with. Okay, okay. I know that the difference between fall seasons and spring seasons are night and day. Because I coached football here for, for a while, and I coached track and field for a mm-hmm. while. And in the fall, the, the football team or the fall sports have great weather the yeah. first part of the season. And then maybe towards the end of the season, as we get towards the tournament and so on, sectionals and regionals, things cool off. Right. So you get maybe two or three uh, 
matches or yeah. games with it being cool. Right. While in the springtime, it's total opposite. Definitely. It's cold. It's rainy. No one wants to be <laughs> there. There's no fans to come out hardly. Yeah. And you may get two or three matches or track meets or games, baseball games, softball games, that the weather is warm. But right. usually it flips. And uh, fans of both springtime is always the toughest to me. As I coach the uh, girls' track team in the springtime, I coach the boys' track team in the springtime, and spring is always tough. Yeah. We, there's been seasons with the girls where we've gotten snowed out in the first week of practice and had to do everything in the aux gym. And then by May, when we're playing the sectional, it's pushing you know, 80, 85 degrees. Um, and the season is so short, just where our spring break falls and what the time the practice, is, you know, the practice starts. Uh, the season's so condensed in the spring, and, right. and you're right. Just the, you know, we've got three, four matches a week sometimes, and doing what we can in the ox gym. Whereas the guys, I don't think we had a rain date all all last fall oh, with, last with fall. the guys, and um, that, that that makes a big difference. Okay. <laughs> now, what type of did you have any uh, summer uh, matches or summer conditioning with your uh, teams? A lot of our guys this year, I was really happy. They played a lot over the summer. They played uh, winter clinics. Um, they played uh, some clinics out in Plainfield. Some of them played around here, uh, down at Center Grove Clinics, tournaments all over the place. And it really shows. And that's, uh, that's the big thing is, is when you get better in the off season. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll become a better competitor throughout the season. But if you want to grow as a tennis player, uh, you've got to be playing uh, in the summer and signing up for fall and winter clinics when you're not in season. And uh, this year's group has been really good. We've got some good tournament players, and that hasn't always been the case in the past. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really going to show this season, yeah. especially. Okay, that sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, what do you want to accomplish as a team for this season? I- I'm looking mostly since the boys are mm-hmm. doing the fall right now. Yeah. But overall, for this season, what do you want to accomplish as, as, as a team? Well, our goal is always uh, to win the sectional and, uh, and to advance as far as we can into the regional. Um, we play some teams this year that I think we could surprise. And so one of my big goals for the team is to beat somebody that on paper we shouldn't beat um, or that somebody doesn't expect us to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, we always run into uh, a center grove, somebody like that in the regional that's a top five, top ten team. Um, or even in the conference, we've had ranked teams in our conference the last the last couple of years, and I think we have an opportunity this season uh, to beat some of those teams. Maybe finish uh, in the top one or two in the conference. Maybe surprise somebody at the regional that we mm-hmm. haven't before. And uh, we've got a, a strong senior at number one singles who advanced to the the finals of the individual sectional last year, and uh, he's got a great opportunity, I think, to move past. Uh, where he did last year as an individual. So uh, a- as a team, the sectional is, is really important to us, but I'd love to beat somebody on paper that we're not supposed to. Right. That'd make me feel pretty that's, good. That's always something to accomplish because you know teams that are weaker, you're supposed to beat them, and it'd be a huge upset if you don't. Yeah. And then sneaking up on someone, mm-hmm. uh, catching them when, when your kids are playing good, uh, everything falls in. And then you go, wow, that was a big accomplishment. So right. I've, I've been there, felt that, yeah. felt that before. Yeah. Uh, next question I have is, uh, what's the toughest aspect of coaching 
tennis for you and what are some of your biggest concerns uh, for this year? Oh, so many challenges <laughs> to choose from um, in, in coaching. Um, but uh, I think that one of the toughest that one of the toughest things uh, for our boys team this year is is probably just having the confidence to go out um, and, and 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 know how to win. Um, we've we've had success this last year, last couple of years in the conference. Um, but unless you have experience winning, I don't think you expect yourself uh, to to go out and win sometimes. So some of these teams that like maybe we shouldn't beat. Um, that are ranked. I think sometimes guys come out and think, well, you know, I'm going to play the best I can, but I don't necessarily expect to, you know, to beat, uh, to beat this Center Grove team, to beat this Brownsburg team or this Terre Haute team, you know, this weekend. And so trying to um, instill that confidence in them that, yes, you can go out and do this. Um, you know, you're not just out there to, uh, you know, to, you know, practice this and, you know, maybe I'll get a few points here, but you're, I expect you to go out to compete to win and have the confidence to go out to compete to win. That, that's tough to instill in players that haven't had um, a lot of success at a really high level. So I think this team has good opportunities, and that's going to be a challenge um, uh, to get them you know, motivated, I think, to, to beat those teams. It's been a challenge with some of the weaker teams in the past, too, uh, to keep, you know, you can you can try to go out and do this. You know, you really can do this, um, and they don't always believe that. Yeah, uh, inside themselves. Yeah, I know that expectations from um, the people that's overseeing things. You mm -hmm. know, because if it's, if it's not basketball, if it's yeah. not football, if it's not wrestling here at Prairie Meridian, yeah, eh, tennis, eh, track yeah. and field, eh, you know, it's, it's it's okay. We'll just let them. We'll just let them kind of go along because right. they have to do it. And so I, I think getting past that as a coach mm -hmm. also is saying, you know, we're going to be the best that we can be, and we're going to get out there and challenge ourselves. And if we're not challenging one another, it's not making our teams any better. Right. And I can see you seeing that in, in your uh, athletes as well. Right. Uh, so I hope that, you know, we get past that, that idea that, Instead of just competing, mm -hmm. I'm going out playing to win. Yeah. I'm going for it every time. Yeah. And I think that's what you were saying I, with your last I, comment. I think so. It's a, it takes a, a culture change. And being you know, with both the boys and the girls now, um, I think that's a good opportunity to try to mold that culture. And I think Perry Meridian right now is on a, a good track trying to spur things in the youth um, with youth athletics and trying to get things started at the elementary and the middle school ages. I think is, is part, a really important step in that big culture change, that we're not just going to come out here and play the sport because we have them, but, like, but we're going to compete to win, you right, know, and right. we're going um, we're, we're to push people. So. If you believe you can, you will. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question that is related to how COVID, right. COVID-19 um, can affect and or has, if, if, if any, affected yeah. your team right how how do you think that will be uh what are your expectations there mm -hmm. uh is there are there any signs that are showing that you know this thing we know that in marion county yeah. in indiana and across the country this covid has came back with a vengeance yeah so how what do you tell your your athletes um to what, what can they do to stay together as a team and not get tripped up by COVID whatsoever? 
Right. Right. Well, and there's still a lot of uncertainties, I think, with what this, how this fall season is going to shake out, you know, in the, in the next several weeks as you start to see cases come back and contract, you know, contact tracing become a thing again. We were really fortunate last year in the fall. We didn't really uh, have contact tracing um, worries with, with our team. And fortunately, tennis kind of lends itself to social distancing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit there. more. So we're outside, <laughs> we're spread apart on the courts, us in golf, you know, we're kind of, we're all right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we took a lot of precautions last year, and I, I, th- I do think that that helped. And um, our girls in the spring, the same way they, they came out, I didn't have to tell them anything. They were, I had to remind them sometimes, like, you, you know, you should probably take off your mask while you're playing this match. You're in the third set. you got to breathe. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. nobody else around you. I, you know, be cautious. But, um, but fortunately, we didn't have any of the, the issues that some schools had last year where, where they were losing, you know, players in the tournament series at individual spots, wow. you know, to contact tracing, which was really unfortunate for some mm-hmm. of those seniors especially to lose out. Uh, and, you know, we're just going to have to rely on one another no matter – uh, what it is, and we're going to take every precaution that we can. Mask up on the bus, and um, and and recognize that we're you're not as one person. You're not bigger than than the rest of the team, right. and that's a, a thing that I've tried to instill in my teams the last couple of years. Anyway, that you know whatever it is, you know where you're playing in the lineup, or um, you know singles or doubles, wherever I have you, it's for the benefit of the team. Um, first, in, instead of your own individual success, and so it's the same thing with COVID. I think uh, to have that mindset of I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'm going to take precautions. I'm going to you know play it safe. You know rather than sorry if I have a symptom, then I'm going to do the right thing. Um, but we're just going to have to take it one step at a time. I think and not start looking down the the road and thinking, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? Right. Well, let's focus on this next practice on this next match and you know we'll we'll keep paying attention to what marion county tells us to do uh hope that the the ihsaa will cut us some slack in some certain you know areas i had a girl last spring our number one doubles player um who was contact traced and missed the last two weeks before the sectional um and she had to make up six practices because she had uh, because she had missed you know because that's that that rule was and that and that rule stayed in place and I understand, you know, uh, rules are there for, for reasons, and I don't know always what the right answer is, um, but I, I hope that, that they can work with, with us and work with the schools and, and with the county to, you know, say, you know, okay, this is, this is the best decision for our athletes. Right. This, we want everybody to be safe, but we also want to make the best decision for And, and at, at Perry Meridian, unlike some other schools, we may not have – 70 or 78 people waiting in the wings, you know, right, so right. we're dependent upon putting the best product we have out there, the right. best athletes out there, right. and there may not be a third or fourth or fifth or sixth string, yeah. so if, you know, your number one person goes out and they're out for 10 days, you're going you're gonna to miss two weeks. I mean, that could be sectionals and right. uh, regionals or whatever. I don't know how the, yeah. the, uh, it goes yeah. with tennis. But uh, you could miss two major matches that yeah. will affect your entire team. Yeah, that's you know? kind of what happened to us in the spring with okay. our number one doubles player, and, uh, and it was unfortunate. And that's you know, and she was able to actually roll back. She was eligible. Her first eligible match back was uh, the first match of the sectional. Okay, but of course, you know, she hadn't you know played for for so long, and 
Um, now, did she have to, to stay home in. the entire time? Yeah, she had to stay home. She couldn't come out and couldn't practice. She wanted. She was FaceTiming with the girls on the bench, you know. And she said, you know, coach, can I at least come? And I've had a you know negative test. And like, you know, you got to you got to stay home. You know, we'll put you up on FaceTime and you can watch <laughs> your doubles partner play. But, that's great. Um, she had a great attitude, and the kids really have been resilient. Yeah. Like that's the other thing is they've been tremendous. Our players anyway. With all right, we got to do it this way. I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do, and I'm going to roll with the punches and, and just go for it. They've been great. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any issues with moving someone from number one to number two and all that? Or the kids, they kind of, they kind of yep. know where they fit. Yeah. Or do you have to make those change-ups that get some of your uh, athletes upset or anything? Well, it's just today, you know, we um, I announced what the lineup was going to be for our first. We got our first official match tomorrow at Greenwood at 5 o'clock. And so we've been playing challenge matches. We had a scrimmage against Lawrence North last week, and I laid out the lineup for him and talked to a few guys individually and who were asking, you know, well, why am I, you know, playing here and here? And, and yeah, it's it's kind of a, um, it's a, a puzzle that you kind of have to complete. And uh, we got, you know, maybe one guy playing, playing in singles that has maybe lost to a guy at doubles, but singles and doubles are, are separate entities. Right. So... Um, we've got a guy at doubles where he needs to be for a certain reason and, you know, a guy up at singles here for a certain reason and that could change. It's a, a good problem to have, you know, uh, to have a lot – to have more depth than we have this right, year. We've right. pretty much got nine guys competing for seven spots and only one or two of them are, are solid, you know, this is where you're going to be playing most of the season. Okay. Uh, so after these first three matches, uh, we've got an invitational at Center Grove uh, that we can kind of move move things around if we need to, and um, I plan to to do a little experimenting with the lineup then. And once we see you know some of these conference matches, we can get a sense of well where will guys fit in best individually for our individual tournament there, mm-hmm. um, and then how do we match up best in our our sectional, and then looking at our regional opponents as well. So okay. it's certainly not set in stone at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I know how it is yeah. coaching track and field. Oh yeah. I, you know, we have, there's 14 different events going on. Yeah. And as far as relays goes, you know, there was a relay team, you know, my, well, I guess it was 2003, uh, uh, 2007. There was a relay team that did not run together at all until we got to yeah. the sectionals. Yeah. <laughs> because I needed this individual to run in the 800. Right. And so he couldn't come and run in the 4 by 4 right. which that was a team I was building on. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, eight weeks down the road, he was mm-hmm. going to be on that team. Yeah. And the people that ran on that before, they just knew that, you know, I'm running, I'm running, but now, hey, this person is faster than you. Yeah. And I don't know, tennis is a, a lot like track and field. Yeah. In the fact that it's an individual sport that right. has team events within it, absolutely. And so it's easy as a for a coach's perspective mm-hmm. to say, "There's my number one, there's my number two, and so on." Yeah. On a track and field, all I have to do is pull out a tape measure uh-huh. and a stopwatch. Yeah. And parents don't complain, right? Because <laughs> you know, yeah. little Jimmy is faster than Jody. Yeah. Okay. So a- absolutely, and you know, with, with tennis, it's. Um, there's object not quite with a you know a stopwatch and a, you know <laughs> and, a, and tape, but you know it's like I told one guy today. Well, you know I need your your second serve right now is not where it needs and at number one doubles that's gonna get 
cracked open. You know, yeah. some guy's going to, you know, go off on that second serve. So-and-so, he's got the second serve right now, you know, and, you know, you do this a little bit better than he does, but I need him right now at number one, at number one doubles because of, of that reason. I got you. You know, and I need you here at number two because you've got the experience and I need you to carry this other guy at times, whereas if we put these other two guys here, they might be a little bit, you know, they've never played varsity doubles together. And that's the dynamic that, we, that we've got to think about. And then maybe, you know, maybe that changes. Maybe, you know, guys elevate, you know, halfway, three quarters through the season. And I see something that I like and want to switch. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it definitely comes down to uh, it's, a, it's a small margin of error sometimes yeah. between yeah. who's playing singles and who's playing doubles and why. Okay. Uh, with the conference that we're in, Mid-State, uh, where do you think that your tennis teams kind of fit within there? Right. Uh, uh, I, it's a, a good competitive conference for us to be in. And um, we are, I think, certainly in the top half of that conference. Um, I Traditionally, uh, Whiteland, Plainfield, Greenwood has, has had some pretty solid teams. Franklin has even had some solid teams in the past. Uh, Greenwood has graduated, you know, three of their senior starting seniors out of their varsity singles lineup. Um, Whiteland and Greenwood both lost a all-state all singles players uh, to graduation, uh, and so I, I I look at us, you know, com- competing for that top spot. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason why we can't compete to win the conference this year, yeah. um, and to have some individual winners um, at uh, at singles and doubles when that individual tournament rolls around. Uh, so it's a it, it's it, it's a conference that pushes up pushes us and it prepares us well. It's a conference also that we see uh, potential regional p- uh, opponents in. Um, so I think it's it's good for that reason as well. And um, I, it, we the last few years we've been in the mid state has been a really good move okay. uh, for us for, for tennis boys okay. and for girls. Good good. Um, yeah. One one last question before we wrap things up here. Who are some of your uh, leaders that you're right. that's on your team right now that you can you can give us right. uh, some ideas about. So um, Isaac Leon, he's a senior. Uh, he's at our number one singles spot. Uh, he stepped in last year and played number one singles at the end of the season. Uh, ended up beating a player from Center Grove in the individual regional, um, and then eventually he lost to Quinton Gillespie from Whiteland, who went on to, to finish I think fourth in the state individually. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Isaac had a great season last year at singles. He's played a lot over the summer. He's played tournaments. Um, he's a quiet leader, but he, is, uh, <laughs> he came out with our, our assistant principal, who's also a volunteer coach and played tennis at Butler, Zach Irvin. Uh, yeah. and he pushed Mr. Irvin today at practice a little bit in a tiebreaker. Okay. So uh, Isaac's hitting the ball very well. Enzio Salimi is a senior uh, playing number one doubles. He played number one doubles last year all season long as well and he's played clinics all throughout the summer um, he's gotten a lot more aggressive and neither of those guys are super outspoken you know big presences right. you know on the court but through their example and through their playing and their intensity they're doing a good job so far of uh, I, I think of really setting the tone so those are our two um, two really good senior leaders that we've got back from last year with varsity experience um, we've got uh, Colton Wright coming back, um, and, and Jack Justice. They're both juniors uh, back into the varsity lineup at doubles and then at singles, respectively. Tyler Corbin is a sophomore coming back at varsity as well. So okay. uh, a couple new guys coming into the mix that, that are, uh, I think, are really exciting and have improved from last year, too. 
So uh, it, it's a really good group. It's a nice group of guys, and uh, they work hard. They come out and work hard from start to finish. Okay. So great, great. Maybe this this spring I can we can do a second part of this part two. Absolutely. And uh, talk about your your girls team for sure. You know, and so on. So, for sure. Uh, well, I'll tell you, it's uh, about time to wrap this one up. Coach, do you yeah. have any last? Last words or anything for the Falcon fans out there? Man, I'm just really excited to have the energy back with with the fall sports here. It, you know, to get on the tennis court and you hear the band <laughs> and the football, you know, team is is out there and you know, uh, soccer's going and just all that stuff that you're used to coming off the summer into a new school year. There's a lot of challenges, a lot of uncertainty. Right. Uh, starting the you know the academic year and the sports year. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's been a, a good kind of uh, boost of energy just right. to get back out here and, and at least feel a little bit norm, more normal for a little bit. So, unlike last year. Unlike where, last year. <laughs> unlike last everybody year. Everybody so. wants last year to go away, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we hope that. that it does not come back. So. Absolutely. Well, so. last thing here, um, folks, uh, this is uh, Coach Jay. I appreciate Coach Dan Schott, the uh, shock the uh, head tennis coach coming, stopping by and giving me a few minutes Absolutely. of his time. And we'll look at the, um, see how you, how well you do. I'll stop okay. by and yeah. have a little progress that goes on. Come on out. And see see what happens. Absolutely. Thanks, with, that, with that in mind, I'd like to say that's the end of uh, this episode. And appreciate you coming out. Appreciate you listening to us. And my final words are, go Falcons. <laughs>